welcome to Dental Brain Crops. I'm your host, Chelsea Myers, and today I'm joined with the CEO of Pearl, Ophir Tans. Ophir, welcome to the show. Thanks, Chelsea. Great to be here. Yeah, thanks for being here. So I'm excited to hear all about the incredible things you're doing. I got to hear some actually recently, but I want to talk about what you're doing at Pearl. Um, before we get there, if you could just tell me what what led you to dentistry? Why are you in this industry? Yeah, great question. So, you know, my background is is in engineering. Uh, my father is a retired dentist, actually, so I kind of grew up in that environment and have had a lot of exposure to it. Um, and the last, you know, 17 years, really, of my career have been focused on uh, artificial intelligence and specifically uh, computer vision. So um, computer vision is a, a sort of subfield of artificial intelligence where you teach computers to see and understand and interpret the world in much way, uh, much the same way the human brain does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I built a large company prior to Pearl and increasingly really wanted to do something that I thought would positively affect humanity and have a positive impact on people's lives and made the decision to uh, explore opportunities in the healthcare space. Um, and sort of dentistry was on that list of considerations. And for a whole host of reasons, decided to actually commit to the dental category. Uh, and I'm really glad I did. I think it's a it's an amazing um, field of medicine and a, a very entertaining uh, and interesting place to be. Very cool. Very cool. So, okay, so tell me about what you're doing with those computers and the artificial intelligence in the dentistry space now. So we do a number of things, but we're primarily focused on the interpretation of radiographic imagery, so effectively x-rays. We do do work outside of the x-ray realm um, with 3D intraoral scans and um, also sort of non-computer vision-based capabilities, but what we're best known for, and I think the core capability that we're delivering to the world, is the ability to identify disease, natural anatomy, existing restorations, uh, in dental radiographs at extremely high levels of accuracy and consistency. On average, we're surfacing nearly 40% more um, sort of lesions and indications of disease than what is typically found. That's per our clinical trial, which came in, I believe, around uh, at a 37% lift. Um, and what you find is that, uh, the, you know, a lot of these pathologies are really, really, really easy to miss. So it's not surprising that they are missed. If you think about an interproximal carry or a periapical lesion or a, a margin discrepancy or early, you know, bone loss, these are very easy to miss. And if you um, take into account that dentists have a huge amount of responsibility, you know, they're running practices, they're managing a staff, they're communicating with patients, they're issuing care, they're not full-time radiologists, they really stand to benefit mm-hmm. from a second set of eyes that can point out areas of potential interest. And that's really the core of what we do. It's we help um, surface areas of interest so that the diagnostic component of a patient visit um, is leveled up. And ultimately, that has a direct impact on the standard of care that is able to be delivered because um, you're much more comprehensive and thorough uh, in the examination component. Okay, so originally when you were talking about that 40% increase in accuracy, I was wondering, presumably we're the ones teaching the artificial intelligence how to do its job, so how could it be more accurate? But you're saying it's the human error component, if I'm understanding you right? The- yeah, I mean, so uh, 
just to be clear, a lot of the, what I'm referring to with the 37% is these are uh, pathologies that are entirely missed. Um, okay. So you are right to assume that uh, artificial intelligence systems of any form, for the most part, undergo a process called supervised learning. Supervised learning does require, you know, painstaking effort on the part of, you know, professionals, in this case, dental professionals and, and radiologists, to mm-hmm. actually annotate and label data. And then it goes through a training mechanism and, and pre and post processing. So, really, uh, our task as an organization is to do that extremely carefully and well so that we're teaching the machine effectively good habits and good patterns of what these diseases look like so that they can can then do it on its own. Um, So ultimately, uh, even though you have maybe thousands of practitioners at a certain level of proficiency training a system, when you take all that in aggregate and you sum it up and you enable the computer to learn, then it is able to outperform humans at all these tasks. And that's the case for you know, really any form of computer vision in the world. Okay. Wow. That is so interesting. I love this. This is, you're answering questions I'm not sure I would have thought to ask, but it's really fascinating stuff. In fact, um, I was fascinated. I got to see you um, speak on the panel at the recent Dykema conference. And I remember um, I was both intrigued by what you were saying. And I was also entertained because your demeanor, you just had this confident smile. And I was like, oh, I'm excited to see this guy's going to say, and he looks really happy about whatever it is. And I realized as I was listening that the reason you had that confident smile was because you have a really cool thing and you've, um, you guys have done a lot to get it to where it is. So talk to me kind of about that building process. You start with this great idea. You have this, um, definite giant of an idea. And then now you've scaled it to this incredible product. Talk to me about that process. Yeah, it's a major, major effort. Um, it's you know, tens of millions of dollars, um, you know, many years of data collection and training to be able to operate uh, at levels of efficacy that are acceptable to not only the category and the, you know, and the folks using this on a day-to-day basis, but also um, acceptable to the regulatory authorities that have certain bars that need to be achieved for this kind of a medical device. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it really was a huge amount of effort um, that we had to put in place uh, in order to be able to sort of reach these levels of proficiency. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, again, this is unique in that these are medical devices that we're talking about, so they need to be regulatorily approved. But for us, we started the data collection effort all the way back in 2015, um, when we started to sort of collect and train and experiment. And it was part of my previous company. We ended up spinning it out in 2019 into its own entity and it was a whole thing. Um, but doing this well with state of the art technology today is inherently an extremely expensive and involved proposition. I don't think that's a feature, I think that's a bug. I think as artificial intelligence continues to actually improve and we can more heavily rely on things like unsupervised learning, which is something like where you know you dump a bunch of data into a computer and say, this is what I want you to figure out how to do and it goes and figures out how to train itself. Mm-hmm. That will be um, a big deal for all of AI. We're not there yet um, as, as an industry and as a capability. So it's just still very, uh, you know, painstaking uh, to go through that effort. But the results are, are pretty amazing. Uh, I think if you look at the data, uh, and we have, and we've done a, a number of studies and peer-reviewed studies, you know, in one of our studies, we asked 136 different practitioners 
to diagnose and treatment plan a single patient's FMX. Mm-hmm. And the treatment plans came in between like $0 and $300,000. And every tooth, there was a discrepancy in the reading. I mean, this is what you see day to day in the category, and it's super problematic. Um, and what's so exciting, I think, uh, about infusing this technology into the category is you really are able with every single patient visit, uh, ultimately in every practice across the globe, able to level up that standard of care in a fundamental and real and provable way. Um, So I do think this is a paradigm shifting moment in the field of dentistry. I think that every few decades you have one of these moments because of the advent of a new technology um, that is brought into fruition. So we had, you know, high speed drills and you had intraoral scanners and you had, you know, digital dentistry and you had the toothbrush, like these things just fundamentally changed the game. And we're at the relatively early stages of this next paradigm shifting moment, although I believe it is going to happen very quickly. And I do believe that this is going to be looked upon as a utility in dentistry, meaning like you're not going to operate without it. It would be crazy to do so. Uh, And if you look at the cost um, and the ease of integration and the benefits, like, you know, and you sort of weigh all that out, there's no good reason sort of not to not to leverage it. Yeah, that makes sense. And actually, I was just wondering, so what does that look like? So I'm a practice or I'm an organization. What does it look like to integrate this? How long does that process take? Tell me. So we have two products, actually, uh, on the radiographic front. One is called Second Opinion. So that's purely Mm -hmm. um, interfacing with the imaging system and providing, uh, you know, AI powered detections Uh, that typically, you know, could be integrated, you know, same day, you know, within an hour. Um, and, uh, is very straightforward. We do have another product, which is more supercharged called practice intelligence. This is what a lot of DSOs leverage because we're also with practice intelligence correlating the image data with what's in the, in the practice management system. So there we're able to surface, uh, to effectively analyze entire populations of patients and comprehensively do chart audits surface areas of um, uh, you know, sort of under diagnosis, um, color code the daily schedule to call out sort of uh, actions and opportunities, make it really easy to engage in a morning huddle, do AI powered call sheets, and just generally drive a ton of actions and insights on a day-to-day basis that have very significant ROI outcomes. And I don't only mean ROI financially, but I mean from just a standard of care perspective. Um, it's really pretty significant. Yeah, that's so the doctor's still fully engaged in the diagnosing. It's just this tool that is a whole lot more effective and accurate to uh, make that diagnosis, which is fantastic. And then you're right, everybody can be more efficient. Yeah. And that's a really important point is that it's called second opinion. No, that's the engine that we utilize for, for all the radiographic review. Um, we're not taking any autonomy whatsoever away from practitioners. Um, We're not recommending that they issue any particular treatments. We're simply sort of calling out pathology, calling out areas of interest, uh, you know, identifying in some cases how they might map to certain treatment opportunities. But we're not looking to affect a practitioner's philosophy of care. In other words, if they're a very low-touch, very holistic kind of practitioner, um, they should continue to do that. We are just wanting to uh, increase the accuracy and consistency of of the diagnostic component. Yeah, I love, I love it. It's perfect. Um, so tell me, like, what types of skepticisms have you encountered as you're integrating this into the industry? And what were your responses to those concerns? 
I can't, I think the beauty of what we do is that it's, first of all, highly visual. So it's really easy to understand. There's other forms of AI that are about, you know, pattern recognition and just like way more sort of, um, of a brain twister. And you have to take some <laughs> of what is being represented on faith. Um, what's nice about what we do is, first of all, it's really obvious. To, uh, in other words, you, like, you see a, a radiograph, you see a bunch of detections on that radiograph. You're like, okay, I get what this does. And then you just get judged based on the efficacy and the accuracy of what it is doing. There's nowhere to hide for us, right? It's out there, front and center, in front of patients, in front of doctors all day, every day. Um, so it's not like there's a bunch of hand-waving that occurs or can even occur because it's such, such a transparent platform. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, so where do you see this going from here, either with Pearl or just in general, this type of technology in the industry? What's next? Yeah. So we look at it as a series of phases. So, and we also take a very global approach. So we, uh, since day one have taken a global approach to this product set. It is highly visual in nature, like I mentioned. Um, so it translates very naturally to other cultures and other languages because everyone's doing the same kind of radiographic review at the end mm -hmm. of the day. Um, and, you know, we're now regulatorily approved in over 90 countries. And the first phase of what we intend to do and what we want to deliver to the industry is um, making sure that this gets embedded uh, in as many global practices as possible, such that it begins to elevate that standard of care. Um, and the sort of other things that you can do on top of that in terms of interacting with specialties, interacting with laboratories, helping providers generate, uh, you know, cleaner claims and, uh, and better compliance and RCM. I mean, those the possibilities are really endless, but it's really a function of first things first is let's elevate the standard of care. Um, in conjunction with that, we can add all types of efficiencies and benefits. We kind of describe it often as having... Uh, another individual person or even kind of a whole team that is now is a virtual team member, uh, but that is kind of helping to drive, um, you know, a better practice management on a day to day basis. Yeah. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Okay. Well, I'm really excited about it. So I want to go somewhere that has this technology in place. Um, <laughs> I want to be treated with it. Um, how would somebody, if they were interested in uh, learning more about your technology, hopping on a demo call or seeing something like that, how would they, how would they do that best? Yeah, the easiest way is just to go to our website and schedule a demo. Somebody will go back to you typically same day and schedule something very quickly. Um, and this is a technology that I think the switch has really been turned on. It, you were at Dykema recently, uh, correct, Chelsea? And you probably yes. saw just like the... Or, or you know the intensity of, of attention around this sort of topic it really does feel like it's caught fire and people do understand the benefits of it and everyone has some form of plan for getting this out um now it's going to take longer to trickle down into the individual practices um but that is happening as well um but uh, i really do think that this is going to find its way into practices especially domestically very very rapidly so um uh, I don't think it'll be too long until you find yourself in a random dental practice and you see that they are using some form of AI-powered uh, technology to, to help on the x-ray review front. Yeah, so exciting. Well, I'll definitely watch for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Is there anything else that you want to make sure that we add in that our listeners can know or think no, on before? No, we'd love to 
talk to anybody that's interested. We do feel that um, in very objective ways, Pearl is the most advanced and capable and regulatorily approved capability in market. There's market differences. If you actually look at the details in that regard, we are the only company that is comprehensively regulatorily approved to identify disease, which really is the promise of this technology. The promise isn't I'm just going to sort of identify caries on some subset of patients. The promise is I'm going to be able to comprehensively um, get support on it for every patient, for every radiograph, for, you know, every common disease type, stuff like that. So um, I'd encourage folks to take a look. The um, It's kind of a no-brainer. Uh, we really try to make this very accessible uh, to sort of get on board with. And um, I think people start to feel and see the benefits very, very quickly. So every day we receive calls from partners saying, I identified, you know, two interproximal carriers I definitely would have missed or, wow. you know, like an implant case I wouldn't have done. Like there's just stuff that, um, you know, that uh, our partners are calling out on a day-to-day basis that uh, is really helping them perform at a higher level. Wow. That's so great. I mean, it just, it really hits on every objective, right? Because it- your oral health is just so important and you want to be a strong, proficient provider and, um, and anything I would want to take advantage of anything that would help me to do complete all of my objectives yeah. more accurately. So I just love this. I am so we excited want to about burden practitioners. Like practitioners are so, so much on their plate. I saw it with my own, with my own father and, and, and my mom was also involved in running the practice and there's just a lot to do. You know, dentists are different than other um, types of doctors and that they typically just have a lot more responsibility in terms of actually managing an enterprise and managing a staff. And they're not responsible for doing kind of one sort of myopically oriented task. They have uh, a lot of responsibility on their plate. So I think anything that enables them to just focus on delivering better care that enables them to more easily deliver that care consistently, um, makes everyone happier and, um, results in better outcomes for, for the patient, uh, for the staff, uh, for the doctor, for, for everyone involved. You're absolutely right. And I'm so glad you say that because when we're coaching doctors, um, there is a significant toll that's taken when something is missed or when there is something that could have been better treated um, because the doctor really personalizes um, being that best provider and taking care of their patients. And so uh, when he or she can access something like this that will allow them to do their job better, it just it helps them walk into that situation with more confidence. Yeah, exactly right. Perfect. Well, I, I really love this conversation. I'm really excited about this technology and I appreciate you hopping on today to share with us about it. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's great to talk. I appreciate you joining me for today's episode. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit dentallife.coach for access to additional coaching tools as well as more episodes to help you create the dental life you truly desire.